Alrighty, welcome guys to this edition of Timberwolves Talk. It is November second, twenty twenty one. Um, starting to get a little colder out, man. It's it's starting to feel a little bit more like the basketball season has started. Um, the Timberwolves definitely have not warmed up. I can tell you that. Oh, that was a nice nice play on words there. And um, yeah, it's it's starting to feel like a normal basketball season. And after last night's uh, Timberwolves game, it's also starting to feel like a normal basketball season again so um yeah we're pissed i mean as most timberwolves fans and at most people in the state of minnesota besides chris i guess because he is a bears fan but most people in the state of minnesota right now we're, we're struggling right now with the athletics and um i mean we're pretty used to it at this point but it gets gets kind of old so yeah that was a. Uh... This weekend was two of the worst um, home losses in Minnesota sports history, in my opinion. Uh, in the, Minnesota sports history. Wow. The, the Vikings lost to Cooper Rush at yeah. home. <laughs> I mean, the, the Cowboys without Dak are just probably not good. Like that That's just how it, Dak's an elite quarterback. And then you got the Timberwolves coming in, playing the 1-6 Magic, whose oldest starter is 24 years old. Their right. average lineup age is 21. And we go in there and get our asses whooped and, and on home court. Embarrassed. We got embarrassed. And like, yeah, they kind of reminded me of us last year a little bit, just without even like super sad. They were so, such a young team and it, it really felt like they wanted it more and that we kind of, it's almost like we kind of felt like something bad was going to happen when they made a few threes. And then we just kind of let that fear overtake us in the whole game. And then they just ran away. We were not, we were playing very passive. I think Cole Anthony is like the new, is our new like now. I, he's gonna be that player that always goes off when we play. He's them. like, um, like who's I can that guy tell. in the Grizzlies, Valanciunas. No, no, the Grizzlies, the guy who goes off. Oh, Dylan the, Brooks. Yeah, he's like Dylan. Dylan Brooks, man. He uh, he saves it for the Timberwolves, and I think yeah, like it was just a brutal game. I actually went to the game. I um I drove all the way there. I paid zero dollars for my ticket, thankfully. And it was it was brutal. There was no energy in the arena at all. I, I, I swear, more people cheered when Jalen Suggs scored than when the Timberwolves scored. Yeah, honestly, like you were at the game, but just watching it on TV, it was like I I didn't even know what to say at at points in the game. Um, it looked like once they went down, you kind of I, I definitely I bet you could feel the vibe in the building. Yeah, we you rolled they over and come back. You, no. you you just knew it. They, you knew they rolled over and we're not going to come back. It's just, I don't know if that's a lack of maybe having a veteran like Pat, Pat Bev. Um, it's definitely um, that loss is from a few players not doing their best. Um, like <coughs> Malik Beasley, <coughs> D'Angelo Russell before he got hurt. It's the same story. Um, and I, like, like, like a lot of these Timberwolves podcasters are saying, I'm not too worried yet. You know, we are legitimately six games into the season. Like this is, and we're, and we're three and three. I mean, like, yeah, we've had worst. We've been in worse places. Like we are, we're doing fine. It's just, it's troubling to see that. And it's even more troubling to feel that the feeling of, wow, we just lost to the worst, one of the worst teams in the NBA 
And we didn't just lose to them. We got embarrassed. And it's it's just troubling. Like, I, that Magic defense, besides Mo Bamba, is not good. Uh, Jonathan Isaac's still out from his knee injury. Right. You should be able to at least drop 100 points on that Magic team. Like, when, at least... I know this year we haven't been as offensive-minded as we're supposed to be, but we're supposed to be one of the best offenses in the NBA. We're supposed to be, like, top-heavy offensively, and we, we still have not showed that yet this year. Didn't we score under 100 against the Nuggets, too? Like it. Yeah, here's here's the numbers right here. This is all you guys need to know. We're, we're fourth in defensive rating on defense, and we're 24th on offensive rating on offense. Like, if you would have told me we were fourth and something at the beginning of the season and 24th at something, I would have thought offense fourth and defense 24th. But no, it is opposite. And honestly, that kind of gives me some hope. And I, you're probably like, why? Why does that give you hope? We, we're gonna, you cannot possibly shoot worse than we have shot. Like besides cat, like everyone is shooting the three ball terribly and missing a bunch of layups. Um, Cat's been the only efficient player on the wolves besides maybe Pat Bev. Um, so I'm not too worried, you know, once these players get into a rhythm, I think once Malik starts hitting those threes and gets gets us 15 a game, I think that's a game changer. Because if Malik can get us 15 a game, we're going to win some of these more tightly contested games that we would otherwise lose. Right. And the thing about Malik Beasley is he's, he's shooting. Like, what I find positive about his game right now, I guess, is that he's still shooting. And that's, that's what I've always liked about Malik Beasley. He has killer confidence and we know he can shoot and like the fact that he's not rolling up on the ball and stop shooting then maybe him shooting this much is hurting a team a little bit but i still like to see it i'd I'd much rather have him keep shooting than stop shooting completely yeah um so getting into kind of the game a little bit the magic rolled out a very you know interesting lineup three bigs you really never ever see that anymore like the timberwolves are one of the only other teams that rolls out like three guys six nine and above at least the lakers do it sometimes too but oh my goodness man franz wagner yeah he's great he's a great player what a find by the magic what was he ninth overall or something i think he was eighth or ninth yeah and touching on that at the game dude i don't want to put my basketball knowledge on the line like my my uh but i didn't i didn't really know who he was i'm not gonna lie i knew i knew mo wagner had a brother I knew he went to Michigan, but I did not know he was a top 10 pick. And when I saw him out there, I was like, yeah, this kid can play. Because you you can see, you can see, we, I can remember this with Anthony Edwards last year. You can tell if someone's a basketball player and if someone's not. Like, he just, he's so well oiled out there. He's just a great, he has a great feel for the game. He's very athletic. He moves very well. And he just looked really good from the tip, from the opening tip to the, the last buzzer. Yeah, um... I, I really only, you know, because obviously go to Wisconsin. I got to see him play on TV oh, really? a couple times against Michigan, and he he looked really good. And I was like, who, who who is this guy? And I watched him last tournament. Obviously, Michigan did really well, and he was why they did really well. Um, I didn't think he was going to be a top 10 pick, but after watching him in that game, he is so versatile, dude. He shoots that three effortless from the yeah, and dude, he was, was, he, he was he knocking said, him down. That dunk happened right in front Ooh. of my face. And that, I, <laughs> that was, but, dude, he yammed. I, and I, I, and I, I love that guy. I don't want to say, like, but he, he has sneaky athleticism. He, <laughs> sneaky. Really sneaky. Oh, he's um, really good. I was going to, I was going to, like, before we lost the game, like, while we were in the process of the game, I thought maybe. I still thought we were going to win the game at some point. It's probably somewhere in the third quarter. 
But I was I was like, I'm going to come on the podcast and say that he was the best player out on the court. And like now it's pretty obvious because he he torched us. Yeah. And the, the big storyline, too, is, you know, Jalen Suggs coming back to Minnesota. And for the most part, he struggled. Um, he, he did not shoot well whatsoever. He turned the ball over a few times. I think I don't know if he was just jittery coming back to Minneapolis or what, but he was kind of a, almost a non-factor in that game. I mean, um, he still had 15, though. Yeah, it was just it was just Cole Anthony and Mo Va- or Franz yeah. Wagner, man. Those two just torched us. It's the, every time they shot the ball, it went in. And that that Magic team, you know, in a couple of years can be really decent down the road. They do remind me a little bit of us three years, two three years right. ago. So I think them and the Rockets have have nice little cores, and you know, good. I don't think people understand that good teams lose to bad teams. Like you it guys happens. just you guys just watch the Lakers get beat by Oklahoma um there's teams that drop bad games and especially all the time in an 82 game season you watch baseball are you kidding me like the Dodgers are going to get beat by super bad teams it's just the way it works yeah exactly and you I mean you got to look at it if we if we had Patrick Beverly if we had D'Angelo Russell in the second second half I think we would have won that game because there were stretches there in the third quarter where we just looked really unorganized out there it seemed like we when anthony edwards was running the point guard we were struggling a lot and i i I don't know i don't think anthony edwards should be running the point guard very often because he he looked sloppy man i and i i'm the i'm the first person to praise anthony edwards always i I love anthony edwards as a player but the guy cannot be shooting this many threes i think i saw a stat that he's like ninth in the league in three points attempted per game and i'm trying to find it over here but i can't but um he He's got to get to the basket when he get when he sometimes it looks so effortless when he he gets up there and does that left handed extension. He needs to be doing that a lot more and quit settling for the three. He especially, needs especially watching on TV like you definitely saw it more being there. But every single time he drove to the cup, he he beat his man like he yes. beat his man directly off the dribble and he had a free lane to the basket. And, you know, he he he's missed a couple layups this year, but I'd rather have him miss a few layups and take like five more threes than he needs to take a game and that just it kills um it kills what's it kills the possession first of all having anthony edwards struck up an early shot clock three and kind of going off subject a little bit but jordan mclaughlin kept doing that and i was getting furious he kept chucking up threes like four seconds into the shot clock and i'm like ah you really don't want j max shooting threes well the Um, thing is you can get that shot at any time exactly in the possession why not work it around until yeah, maybe if you can't get a shot with with 10 or 15 seconds off the shot clock, then maybe you can look for that shot, especially Cat. Cat can get an open three any single possession that he wants. Anytime. Yeah, and if, if he's, you know, I don't really honestly have a problem with Cat taking threes early in the shot clock because we, we know he can hit it at a 40% clip. That's not an issue. Um if Cat's feeling it, I'm I'm totally fine with him doing his thing at the top of the key, catching it and shooting it over the over his guy or I, I I don't hate a step back either. I think he's the only big man to really do a step back, and it it looks a little wonky, but it goes in. Um, but he's really the only one that should be, you know, t- taking that three. He's he's the only one that can hit that right now. And I would say Malik can hit contested threes, but he, he's just not doing it right now. You know, you gotta. If you're Malik, man, you take every open shot you get. But if you're covered, man, just pass the ball. Yeah, it's it's going to kill your confidence taking more contested threes. So there's a lot there's a lot of things this team can improve on, which is like it's it's honestly good good saying. Yeah. That. But there's a lot of things that are 
need to be improved and are going to be improved. There's simple things that we did last year that we're just not doing yet this year. And it's going to happen. It's going to come with time. Um, you know, another thing I wanted to talk about too was Cat had a really efficient night, but I also believe he could have done a lot more. And I also believe he's really sloppy inside. I don't know if you caught that at all from the oh, game, yeah. but I, it's funny. I, just watching that. I was just about to bring up that same exact topic. I, I was like, I was just about to bring up the same thing that for me, it was, it was really quite alarming that Carl Anthony Towns couldn't have a bigger impact in the game at the end of it. Like if, I mean, we, we've called him a top 15 player in the league, right? Yeah. I think we've been it. We both have said that, but he needs when everyone is out, when everyone's struggling, he needs to be able to take over a game. And I think he, he really lacked that last night. And I mean, we've talked about how good of a free throw shooter he was. I think he was 0 for 4 at one point in that game at free throws. He's like, he is a, we've, I remember leaning over to my buddy and saying he's an automatic at the free throw line. Then he missed four straight. And I was like, okay, well, that, that was, that was a killer too. Um, those first two, like didn't, didn't impact too much. Cause we were up by like 10, but the, the third and the fourth ones, I think it was a technical free throw and one on the and one. It was, yeah. when the game was really close. We could have extended the lead a little bit more. And that's obviously a back burner. And then, um, I remember later in the game, Vandal got fouled. I'm like, I'm like, ah, well, these are two automatic misses, and he drains them both. He them both. <laughs> and Vandal's yeah. been looking decent from the free throw line, actually. Yeah. And I guess going into the next thing, there was just so much to talk about this game. Um, I really do like Vandal. I think he, from where he's come at the beginning of last year, me and you were counting him out as like a maybe backup power forward at right. at most. Um, I've loved Vando so far this year, and I think he's deserved this spot. Um, I don't know what the future holds for him. Hopefully, he can keep improving. You know, get that. I'm, I'm honestly not mad he took a couple threes in that game. You know, if he's if he's really working on that three point shot, and he's open in the corner, Dave Moore um, doesn't the, think so. The second one, the second one wasn't open, but like, I, I'm if Vando thinks he can hit that corner three and he starts doing it, that's just another dimension to his game that is is good. And I think Vando's really been one of the only bright spots the past couple losses yeah and i mean we're never going to know if he can shoot the corner three if he never shoots it so you're right there i mean the only thing that we as fans know is that he was shooting a lot of threes and they were not going in in the offseason but in all reality yeah he i i mean some of those shots last night at the game i was like okay we could have got a better shot but yeah. you got to shoot it at some point and the question i have for you chris is is jared vanderbilt the answer at the four or are we still kind of in that spot where we still need a four, but he and he's doing a good job as of now to fill it, and maybe this whole season we could work with him. But it, are we still going to need to get a four this off season, or is he the answer? I think Vando being only, I think, is he 23, 22, 23? Um, you know, he's he's developing like our core group of guys. He's he's kind of in that same age range. Um, I, I was kind of with you before on getting a, you know, maybe a veteran big, but Vando has persuaded me with just his, his intensity. Like I, he, he is Pat, but he's the starter Pat Bev. Um, he, he is always going to go for the rebound. You know, is he going to make dumb mistakes? Is he going to drop the ball? Is he going to make an errant pass? Is he going to miss a layup or two? Yes, of course he is. He's, he's not perfect, but I want the guy who's going to come in and play intense defense Every single minute he's on the floor throughout his shift. I don't care if it's one minute or eight minutes. And Vando, I believe, 
is the best rebounder for his height in the NBA. Um, I think John Krasinski said it the other day on his podcast, and I totally agree with it. Every single time a ball is in Vando's direction, he jumps so high and grabs the ball at the peak. He's a really good rebounder. I think that's he's one of the most underrated rebounders in the league, um, and that really helps a team, especially you know, Cat doesn't just have to get grab all these rebounds by himself because Jaden's not gonna Jaden's not a premier rebounder by any means. So I'm gonna say for the rest of the season, yes. If if the if his supporting cast of D'Lo, Ant, and Cat um, play like they all can play all at once, and Vando's in there and McDaniel's is in there, I think that's a playoff lineup. Sorry, I muted myself. We got the we had the bells ringing over here, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm kind of still in the middle. I think that maybe if we could find a better four out there, if, if the right deal presents itself or something, I wouldn't be against it because we could still have Vandal coming off the bench and he's still going to bring that same energy coming off the bench. Um, and especially with our lineup that we have right now, our starting lineup, he doesn't need to score. He does, he's not doesn't need to be a playmaker off the dribble. So, we, uh, so I think as of now, I think he is the answer. And I think that... The, pro- the problems we're having is not attributed to having Jared Vanderbilt start at the four. It's actually one of the bright spots, as you said. And, yeah, that that one, one-handed one rebound he had, have you seen that video? Yeah, that one was sick. Fantastic. You're right. He, he probably is one of the best rebounders for his size in the whole NBA. Um, And, yeah, so does, does D'Lo being out, does that mean that Patrick Beverly is going to get his first start as a Timberwolf? If he's if he's out, like, he might still be out, too. Oh, I – I think Pat Be- Pat Bevel, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna like give you guys 100. percent No, Chris I, is for Chris Jansen NBA. Like I said, I'm not I'm not an inside source. We just do this podcast for for fun. Hopefully, get somewhere in the future. But I do believe Pat Bev will be playing. Um, I think he especially rested last game. I don't know. I was just that's kind of what I was gonna say. What? Yeah. I think he wants a revenge game against the Clippers. There's no no oh, way yeah, Pat Bev yeah. misses this game. Um, I. He's going to start at the one next game, um, especially with D'Lo just being announced out today for the Clippers game. Uh, D'Lo, I think, escaped with only a minor sprain. So hopefully he'll just be out for one or two of these next couple games and we'll get him back. But, you know, it could be it could be the switch up this offense needs, man. It, it really could. I don't know. Maybe Pat Bev can do some stuff that D'Lo can't and get some more guys involved. Maybe not make the offense stall out. Yeah, we it's stall out. That's a great way to say it. I feel like just so many possessions going the other way. So in the third and fourth quarter, it just seemed like just so sloppy. Like we didn't have any plays that we were running. It was just kind of get the ball to Cat, who had uh, Okiki on him, and just have him try to back him down. And he was struggling to back down Okiki, and Okiki is not the biggest player. And I no. saw, <laughs> and I was like, dude. Like, I like at first I was like mismatch, get the ball to Cat, and then I saw Cat try to back him down. I'm like, wait a second, this is not a mismatch. This is actually he's he's kind of, he's kind of like a PJ Tucker type player. He's a he's a shorter like stocky bulldog type guy. But you know, Chuma Okiki kind of kept us in the game. He missed so many threes. Yeah, he he, uh, he looked really familiar. I had to look him up. He's from Auburn, but I was like, God, that guy looks familiar. I remember, I probably had Auburn going a few games in the playoffs, but um. Yeah, I think that I think we've covered as much as we really need to on this game. I think some closing statements I'd like to say is that this is not the same old Tim Rose that we've had every year. I still have I'm very optimistic still. Um, the fact that I care this much, you know, it means it means I'm a big time fan, big time. This is I'm very invested, and in I'd like to say I don't think this is the end of the season. I don't think this is going to be like every other season. But yeah, I hope that the players 
feel this feeling and realize, you know what, I don't want this ever again. And we're going to play a more complete game. Never underestimate another team. And you know what, hopefully we go out, get two wins against the Clippers back to back. Yeah. Um, so this video will be going live tomorrow for you guys, um, November 3rd. And that will also be the day of our Clippers versus Timberwolves live stream. Um, Peyton and I will be doing the same thing we usually do. We usually will get you guys, try to get you on at about like 6.50-ish so you can yep. come in the stream before the game starts, go over the lineups, um, injuries. Yeah, it's a good time. Um, the last stream was super successful. You guys got keep that same energy and we need we need that energy more than ever right now um, we do we do we need to have a fun game because i feel like everyone's going to be down in the dumps we need to we need to have some energy going and i me and chris are going to bring the energy in the stream i hope oh, yeah. you know that i hope you know that we're going to be yelling we're going to be yeah we're going to be we're going to be loud but um that's not the end of the podcast i don't want you guys to think that where that was the end of the first game of that last game recap we got that out of the way now we can talk about some fun things uh, the first thing i want to talk about the new uniforms, Chris. What do you think about them? What do you think about them? I knew you were pretty pretty high on them to start out. What do you What do you think about them now? I'm I'm still really high on them. Um, it it sucks because like I I've purchased like I feel like a good amount of jerseys over the last couple of years from the Timberwolves. Like I I have three Timberwolves jerseys actually, which is more than I thought I'd ever have. Um, and it sucks because I really do like these jerseys, but I I just can't like I can't bring myself to purchase another Timberwolves jersey. Yeah. Like there's just and that's that's the whole point. Of the, if we're being honest, that's the whole point of the city editions. Like it's cool and all to have new jerseys, but they really do make these so you guys so you guys buy a new jersey every year. That's it's right. a beautiful marketing strategy. Oh yeah, yeah. I um I hundred percent agree, but I love it. I love having new jerseys all the time. It keeps it from getting stale. Um, I love them. They've grown on me so much ever since I've seen them, and I will 100% be buying one. And I just don't know who. I don't. Know. I I wanted to get a Jaden McDaniel's one. I was thinking about it. A little weird because um, I'm hoping to get an Anthony Edwards white jersey for Christmas, so I don't need an ant one. So it's either between Jaden McDaniel's or Malik Beasley. Two two players who could be involved in trade in that's trades. what i'm saying that's why the malik beasley jersey is is a stretch because he's still his name's still on the <laughs> on the trade block and also Jaden mcdaniels as well so i, I don't know I, I need some help chris who what, what what's like the safest jersey i could get probably a cat one but i don't want a cat jersey i'm not a big i'm not the biggest cat guy you know yeah so i mean like it's tough like you might have to go d-lo no i would never get a d-lo jersey um i i you know who had a great game last game that we didn't really mention maybe a Nas Reed jersey who knows um he he's a free agent though this year so yeah exactly know. man see it's a hard choice it's a hard choice I, I, are they even going to sell Malik Beasley jerseys like usually they don't eat, they only sell Ant, Cat, D'Lo and a, a Kogi for some reason yeah I, I, I wouldn't get in a Kogi jersey I guess <laughs> no I think I, I'm, I'm leaning towards McDaniels right now if I'm going to be honest I feel like that'd be a pretty dope jersey Big Mac would be a safe pick. I, th I think the Wolves are pretty high on him. I don't know. It would probably be a Ben Simmons trade if they were to give him away. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, But, like, what do you think so far has been our best City Edition jersey? Like, including these. Um, So, you're going to have to remind me quick on, on all the City Editions. So, we started off with a gray jersey in the Jimmy Butler era. That was the 2017-2018. Right. That's the year we made the playoffs. Um, The next jersey was the prince jersey okay um, we had two uh, two iterations of that right we had a yes yeah, so we had a white 
Prince jersey and a, we had a black one first and then I think you got another city edition if you made the playoffs that year and I think that was the no you're, or, you're confused now you're no confused. no the gray the gray one was the playoffs year so I don't yeah. know why I think we just got another you know an alternative Prince jersey I really do like the white Prince jersey yes. those ones are cool and then the next year was the uh the light blues Oof. and then this past year obviously the north stars and you know this year we got the uh the cool i don't even know what you call these like the tree the, they're the retro jerseys. they're the retro they're like the uh the new retro no the remix the retro remixes yeah is what they're calling them um i think the worst ones are the north star and the grays i don't like either of those i would agree i don't i've never really liked either of those i'm going with either the light blues or the white princes yeah those those ones are incredible um you know if the if the black trees weren't just an alternate i would i would say those but like i don't know what we got to do to petition to get those back like those are like some of the coolest jerseys we've ever had and i don't, I don't like where did they go if they were just alternate jerseys yeah I, right. I don't know how we petition to get these jerseys back like they they have the rights to use them i'm pretty sure i i just I, I think know. we petitioned to get rid of the greens. I mean, we've had we've had extensive talks about the jerseys before. I, I feel like not many people have covered the Timberwolves jerseys to the extent that we have. We made like what a forty-minute tier list about them. We did. That was kind of a weird era in our the channel. tier list era. Yeah, we've def, we've had we've had some tier list eras for sure. But I yeah, mean, it's kind of been like our, our channel has been so weird. Like it's, it's, it's gone from like fishing. If you guys were the OGs has gone to fishing to like regular podcasts to like semi NBA topics to, to like, like business podcast. And now we're, now we're doing just Timberwolves journalism. And that's, that's the beauty of it. We kind of figured out what we like to do. You know, we kind of, yeah. and we're still, gotta, we're still like, we're now we're doing live streams. Like now, now we're focused more on the live stream. So it's, it is all over the place and that's the that's the most fun because it's like this thing is just a job it's not even it's just a hobby on the side so we can do whatever we want with it man oh like, yeah that's the best part we could we could switch it up tomorrow and make this a, a fully stock podcast <laughs> if we wanted like we could do whatever we want we could switch all the logos switch the names <laughs> that's but we're I think, just we're, we're messing with you guys we're, we'll, we'll we'll always do the timber rolls you know that i hope so i hope so but um <laughs> but <laughs> But yeah, I I think that uh, I think the Timberwolves are going to be okay, man. I really do. If you guys are enjoying this content, if you guys are enjoying our personalities, our the electricity, um, tomorrow live stream six fifty Eastern or uh, Central Time, um, and hopefully we're gonna cheer on the Wolves to a win. I hope so, man. Thank no, you, it's, guys. It's it's possible, man. Just kind of cut off the outro there, but hey, man, it's possible. Uh, it's Clip, all right. Clippers, Clippers are down players. No, you know what? I'd like to say this. I'd like to end on more on this note. I think that these next two Clipper games is going to tell a lot about this Timberwolves team because we're going to be down D'Lo. I'd say if we win one out of two, I'm going to be I'm going to be content. You know, not going to be too excited. I'm just going to be okay. We we did we did the job. If we win them both, I'm going to be right back to where I was after that Bucks game. I'm going to be electric, super excited. Uh, back to where we were saying they're going to be the six seed or the five seed or whatever me and Chris were saying after that game. Um, and if we lose both of them, I'm going to be, I'm going to be worried. If I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you, man, I'm going to be pretty worried if we lose both the games. I think we all should be so must win. 
That's right. That's the beauty of sports, guys. Um, thank you so much for watching this podcast. Um, you can find us anywhere, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Anywhere Wherever you you're currently podcasts. listening, you could probably find it there, too. That's right. <laughs> Have a good rest of your day, guys.